Hey guys, welcome back to Talks with Marianne, episode 210. We are talking about how to do your thing no matter what. Hello, hello. It is pouring rain out here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I love it. It is kind of a hassle getting the girls but it feels nice. It feels like it's like a earth cleanse. Um, all right. So today what we're talking about is I'm inspired to talk about this because I just did a coaching session, um, this morning with one of my longtime clients and she's kind of going through, God, these people are fucking idiots right now. Like I'm like at a stop sign and nobody wants to go. Um, I swear you guys people okay we don't get rain a lot okay so when it rains people lose their like ability to drive like they just don't know like what the fuck to do all right okay anyway um, <laughs> oh god my road rage has been something else lately and uh, my podcast audience gets to hear it because I record at least for these kind of episodes I record it while I'm driving um, and it is really fun to, to just freely talk as I'm driving anyway so okay so anyway my client you know is kind of down about something happening in her personal life something happened with you know her friends not you know claiming her to be whatever it is and just a lot of like negative stuff happening And, uh, you know, one of the things that I want everyone to know when you start a business and you start a business, um, uh, online and you call yourself an expert in something and, or you pretty much do like a whole new life kind of situation, People who have known you and people who have seen you work at companies or have, you know, coworkers, people you've gone to school with, all of that, they are going to see this and they're going to question the validity of it. They're going to be like, I know her. She used to work with, she used to sit next to me in my cubicle. Like, how is she a coach or how is she a this or how is she a that? People are going to do that. It is just a part of the game. And you have to be strong enough to endure. You have to be strong enough to endure whatever people think and whatever people say amongst themselves. And you have to be, you kind of almost have to charge it to the game. It's a part of the game. It's a part of the hustle. And it's just a part of the territory. It comes with it. And there, you can't get away from it. It's just, it is what it is. You know, just like when you do sales calls and when you are pitching yourself and someone says, no, thank you. These no thank yous come all the time. It comes, you know, like turning on a fucking faucet. It just comes. These rejections. Same thing for when, you know, people that you know that are close to you see you do things and then, you know, make it, um, 
Like they gossip about you, they talk about you, they may laugh behind your back about what you're doing. But in reality, if you pull yourself out of the situation, you look at it from a zoomed out lens, like zoom out for a moment, right? The people that are talking about you or saying things that are hurtful and negative, uh-uh, they're the ones that are, they're, they're the bad guys, I think, you know, because, and if you look at it from like a place of who is doing bad, like who are doing bad things in the world, well, they are. Because if you're going to start a business, you're going to do something big for the community. You're going to help people out. You're going to solve a problem. That, you guys, is honorable. When you go out and create a business, you are an entrepreneur. You generate income for yourself, for your family, and maybe even potentially for your team, right? Which generates income, generates cash flow, generates livelihoods generates food on the table for your family and for people you help eat, right? Your team and the people you help. So if there are people out there who talk shit about you and wonder like the validity of you, let them because you're doing an honorable job when you stand in your conviction and your purpose and your mission and you go for the nose and you deal with the fear and the rejection and you come out of it a stronger, more wiser, more wealthier in all aspects, financially, mentally, physically, all of the things. You come out wealthier in all of the realms of life because you decide to play a big game. There was a time where um, I actually started this, you know, it took me like, This online thing, it took me a lot to do. It took me maybe years and years and years. I I think I started like four different blogs before I really took myself seriously. I, um, I would start a blog and write and then be like, no one wants to hear this. What am I talking about right now? Like, what the fuck am I saying? You know, I'm not Carrie Bradshaw in Sex and the City. Like, shut the fuck up, Maria. You know, or I'd be embarrassed about how life was really happening. Like, because, you know, when you write, you, you don't want to be filtered. You want to be honest. So I tried I tried this internet thing a, a lot. I tried it, I think, four times before I wrote my book. And then um, the reason why I, I did it, I, it took me four times to actually take myself seriously is because of this fear of what other people will think. And that is really ultimately it. It's literally the fear of what will my family members think? What will my friends think? See, we're at another cross fucking stop sign and no one knows how to fucking drive right now. We are literally about to get into a car accident because no one, it's like people are losing their fucking minds over fucking rain. Sheesh. Sheesh. All right. Anyway, I um, I feel so bad for this Mazda because this Mazda is going to get rammed by this truck. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So I, um, anyway, I started, I tried to do this blog thing, blogging, right? Because, um, I'm a, I'm more of in the beginning of all of this, I always 
saw myself to be like a columnist. I dreamt to have my own column. I wanted to like um, maybe write horoscope. <laughs> like I used to do these like fun like horoscope readings when I was like in um, high school. And I always thought I was gonna be that kind of person, that kind of job where, you know, I would fully express myself in that capacity, right? So when I was like creatively wanting to express myself, I thought, well, why not write a blog? But whenever I would write a blog, I would do it for a little bit and then I would stop. You know what I mean? Like I would do it and then I would question myself. Then I would start again and then I would question myself and turn it down. I would start again and then I would um yeah I would do the same thing it was like on it over and over and over again but I kept going back to it and that's one of the things you guys that's really interesting is that um it will continue to come your passion will never stop um coming to you and it will never make you quit it'll make you quit temporarily but it won't be like a permanent thing. It will always come knocking at your heart. It's almost like there's always a knock, like a bug, 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 hey, your passion is still here. A bug, 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 hey, I haven't forgotten about you. You know, and it's it's like you have to take action, right? And that's what happened with me. Finally, I, um, I uh, went and had a family. I started a family, right? Me and Jordan had a baby and we had Aaliyah and that is when kind of like my life paused um, and it, it paused obviously you know we, if you have a kid you, your life changes and that's what my life did my life changed it paused and then it became more of a like a like nothing like I was doing nothing all I was doing was I, I became a stay-at-home mom for about a couple of years and during those couple of years Jordan was traveling and I became extremely depressed because I was doing absolutely nothing and all I did was think about how no one was around me and how my friends didn't really show up for me how my family let me down and how they kind of just went about their life and didn't really care about me you know and and in hindsight I'm looking at what I did and I can't blame them because I didn't do anything that was like inviting it wasn't like oh I'm making dinner you guys want to come over I didn't do any of that I was like mopey Maria depressed Maria I just had a baby Maria and like They would have me like, hey, Maria, come over to mom's house. We're having dinner. And I'd be like, I can't pack Aaliyah in the back and drive on the highway. What if she cries? Do I pull over? Like, what do I do? Like, I was like stuck in this place of I didn't know how to live my life with a newborn. Right. So all I did, I mean, from one to two years old, one years old and two years old, I was kind of like I just stayed stuck and I stayed stuck because I think my soul needed to grieve um, a new part of myself. It needed to grieve. Well, it needed to grieve the old me, which was the wild party animal me. 
Um, I used to go out a lot. I used to fucking club hard, you know. I used to, um, well, also, I used to work for a hospitality management company out here where we had nightclubs. And a part of that was going out and being out and, and doing shit, like being out with guests, you know, and partying and fucking doing the Las Vegas nightlife scene. Like, that's literally... If you imagine the Las Vegas nightlife scene, that was my job. Like I had to go out, (laughs) kinda. I didn't have to go out, but it was a part of it. It was a part of my life, right? Um, But the thing about that is when I had a baby, things shifted. And I also felt like my motherhood instinct came over as well. Like I stopped smoking cigarettes. I was okay with not drinking, like I wasn't like fucking fiending for alcohol or anything like that. Um, Okay, so what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, I had to, I had to be in a place where I was, my life was at a standstill for me to do something that I've been wanting to do. But in a more serious, more committed, like no matter what it takes, right? Because when I was busy with my life, when I was distracted with like doing all the things prior to having my children and like kind of just being home all all day, I, I had like, it was a scapegoat for me. Like, oh, well, if I don't write my blog, I still have a job, you know, and I like my job. Or I um, have better things to do, like going and having brunch with my girlfriends. You know, stuff like that, that, that kind of takes away from the attention required to growing and starting a business. So when I became a mom and I went through all that like depressing situation and kind of just really feeling low, I had to learn. Well, I had, I succumbed to my purpose and my passion for the fourth time or maybe at that time at that point it was my fifth time and then I decided to just go for it I wrote like I think like 20 blogs posts 20 or 30 blog posts or was it 40 like it was big enough for me to um, turn the blog posts into a book Um, so each blog was essentially like a chapter um, because my blogs weren't short it was lengthy in size So each, and I figured out how to categorize each blog post to kind of be in a section by itself. And so anyway, the point of this is that I wrote, I finally wrote my blog. Then I turned my blog into a book, a motherhood book for, you know, people that are new moms going through postpartum and then how to deal with relationships around that. That's kind of like my thing. Right. And then, so when I had done that, I, um, then had created a podcast because I was like, well, if I created a podcast um, and I talk about like, you know, whatever it is that I have uh, experienced about all the stuff, you know, what if I do that? And um, that also became a thing because then I started a community, right? The Facebook community. Uh, the podcasting for women in business. And so everything kind of like led, like one, one after another, things started kind of building, you know, like I didn't know that when I wrote my 
blog I was going to turn it into a book that then was going to be a podcast at first it was like a motherhood podcast now it's a uh, obviously a business women's spiritual entrepreneurship podcast right but everything kind of fell into another into one another and then now I have this huge pretty much umbrella of things that I do actively but I built it one on top of another and it always started with that one blog post right but it was the fifth blog post website that I did on Wix right everyone knows Wix because it's free for like I think forever you can have it for free but I did like a million Wix websites with different blog ideas oh um uh Oh, no, I actually use Blogger. Do you guys remember Blogger? Blogger, there was another one called, it was like another one, man, I can't remember it, but I remember there was like a ton of people who would like just write about their shit on there, and I forgot what it was called. I don't think it's available anymore, but you know, the idea is that when you do these big things okay so I wrote this book right and I did all these things but the book happened and in the book I kind of you know aired out a lot of things that happened in my relationships with people and I didn't name them I didn't say oh it's this person's first and last name I and it's this relative's first and last name like I never did that right however um However, I, um, I told the story, you know, I told the story of how, like, I didn't really hear from people after I had a baby, um, you know, things kind of fell through the cracks, like nobody really reached out to me, I felt super alone. I was really honest about it, like, I felt extremely alone, you guys, and when I was, and that was one of the things that I think was my trauma as a child was that I experienced my childhood alone. There were moments of me just being in a room by myself because my mom would work. She worked and I would just be alone home with my uh, kit, with my little stuffies. And it was just me. I was like seven or eight years old. You know what I mean? Um, so when I had a baby, that same trauma um, arose for me and I needed healing around that. Um, and I found healing through self-expression, through writing my blog, through writing a book about it. And what happened was being honest in your story will make other people look a certain way. You're going to make people look the, you're going to pretty much create a narrative around what you think happened in your life, right? Because there's three, three truths, <laughs> I always think. There's your truth, there's another person's truth in the story, and then there's the truth, right? If you write a book, you're talking about your truth. And sometimes it, it can be, you know, in your eyes, it could be more hurtful than what it really is. Or maybe in your eyes, it couldn't be that hurtful than what it really is. It really just depends on the person, I think, right? But for me, I wrote it with the lenses of, of hurt, of pain, of anguish, of heartbreak, that, and then also a sense of reality of like, this is my life, this is 
these were my relationships that I was so fond of and so like I would do anything for these people and then when it came down to like a life change like they weren't around right and I had to articulate myself in the most honest way and still be true to myself while I know once this is published it's gonna hurt people's feelings it's gonna make people sad it might even create a rift in our relationship while I think it's already there now you get to just walk the walk right because a lot of people the thing about this is that you know we create rifts in people in our relationships as we get older right but we don't ever walk the walk behind it we don't ever say and we don't ever stand on shit the moment I published my book you guys I stood in that shit I was like this is how I feel you fucked up you were my friend you fucked up and now you're crying about it because I told the whole world whoever picks up the book now gets to read how fucked up of a best friend you were and 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 people really feel bad about standing in owning the the realness of that the rawness of that right and so even in that I felt I felt like damn maybe I shouldn't have done that maybe I shouldn't have written the book maybe I shouldn't have done this and that but the way she had responded to me about this book really made me it pretty much validated why things happened the way they did you know because instead she made it about her she you know was telling me how she would cry and it's like why are you even talking about yourself like I'm literally telling you like I've gone through postpartum depression and you're fucking telling me me going through postpartum depression me writing this book is now making you fucking going through fucking depression (laughs) like how fucking like narcissist are you right now how are you flipping the switch on this when like if your friend is literally saying like yo I felt like you fucking left I'm so sorry girl I wasn't there for you I am so sorry for letting you down I'm sorry that I didn't do my job as an x y and z I'm sorry there was none of that there was no ownership of you're right you know sometimes I do pull this kind of shit you're fucking right no none of that none of this Maybe in the back end, joke about, maybe, you know, next time just don't write a book about it. You know, just some funny shit like that. But no, it wasn't. It was like, girl, I'm crying. I'm crying and I'm crying because you just told everybody about how shitty of a friend I was. And it was like, damn, that pretty much validated why we are no longer friends. Because all you cared about was you and how you looked. Anyway... I feel like this just turned more into that. Really, the point of this, you guys, was just when you play a big game, you're going to turn people off. You're going to probably lose some relationships. And relationships were probably uh, weren't, weren't good for you anyway. And they're not going to like that you're going to stand your ground. You're going to walk your walk. And they're not going to like that you have a backbone now. They're not going to like that you have values and you speak your truth. They're not going to like any of that. But the truth of the matter is you're going to like the new you. You're going to find healing in that. And I want you to continue to do everything that you absolutely love and that you are being called to do. Okay? All right, guys, that is it for me. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much. 
If you enjoyed this show, please remember to subscribe, like, and share. If you are interested in collaborating, please send me an email, info at talkswithmaria.com.